staff report from the yearly meeting secretary. Because we cannot reasonably expect to erect a constantly expanding structure of social activism upon a constantly diminishing foundation of faith, attention to the cultivation of the inner life is our first order of business, even in a period of radical social change. D. Elton Trueblood Dear friends, This year, I was blessed with four months of sabbatical rest. I remain deeply grateful to the yearly meeting and all who made this possible, including especially Nia Thomas and Sarah Gant and their families, who rearranged their lives to carry the Secretary's responsibilities during the time I was away. In the quiet of winter, in the stillness of prayer, I felt called away from the false idols of expectations and endless work that had come to occupy my heart. In absence and in solitude, I found my way home. Returning, I feel a renewed call to the way, to a life that is more available, more receptive to the gentle yet world-changing movement of the Holy Spirit. And I yearn to journey with others who are also led to embrace, in ways both ancient and ever new, this endless pilgrimage of the heart. This coming winter will mark ten years in my service as yearly meeting secretary. As I look forward in prayer, I remain inspired by the hope, commitment, and leading shared by so many to make more real the vision of transformative, witnessing local meetings across our region, nurturing a common life of faith practiced in the Friends tradition. And yet, I know that the prospect of this vision being realized in the time to come is by no means certain. I am convinced that how our story unfolds will depend on how willing we are to be tendered and guided by the Spirit, on how clear we can be with ourselves and with one another about our essential commitments, and on the daily watchfulness that keeps our hearts clear and our hands available for what is truly ours to do. This is a time, then, for nourishing the roots the roots of the spiritual practice we have inherited, the roots of our testimony as friends and the deeper legacy of faithful people beyond memory who have sought and been found by the friendship through which the world is overcome, and the roots of our local meetings, the crucibles of our common life where the messiness and confusion of our lives find a home in faith. As friend Elton Trueblood warned prophetically, a society that severs its roots, whether by choice or forgetting, lives a short life, has cut flowers.
We who have ears to hear, let us hear. Much of my work is walking with those who serve. Since sessions last gathered in person in 2019, I've accompanied friends shepherding their meetings in times of joy and grief, rage, anxiety, and despair. As supervisor of the yearly meeting staff who serve friends of all ages throughout the year, I'm deeply aware of the toll this time has taken and continues to take on these beloved servant leaders. I've borne witness to the burdens of friends serving in volunteer leadership roles who also face increasing expectations alongside fewer hands to share in the work. These faithful people have sought to hold us and to hold us together in a scattering time. I've been blessed by the care, resilience, and courage so many of you have shown. I give thanks for your dedication, sacrifice, skillfulness, creativity, humor, vulnerability, and love. I hope we will hold in our minds and hearts a recognition of this sacrifice and loving service on our behalf, friends, now and in the time to come. By many measures, New England Yearly Meeting of Friends is thriving. And this is a season of reorientation. In 2015, the Yearly Meeting gathered in sessions reaffirmed the essential purpose of the organization of the Yearly Meeting, the institutional structures, programs, and services that we make possible together to strengthen and nurture the common life and ministry of local friends meetings across our region. Since then, we've been learning more about how to do this. We've made many changes, large and small, to simplify, align, and integrate the work of the organization with this purpose. Together, we have gathered and crafted a wide range of useful and effective tools to help us do our work. The shed is filled with them. And now I believe it's time to turn with fresh energy and renewed commitment to use these tools in the garden, nurturing the life and thriving of our local meetings. Elsewhere in these advanced documents, among so much meaningful sharing, I hope you'll give particular attention to the updates on our work on inclusive leadership development and the recommendations for next steps in the yearly meeting's support for ministry and spiritual life. I believe sustained attention to these ongoing aspects of our life as friends is imperative for our service together, now and in the future. I'm holding three prayers for us now. In this time of polarization, may we protect and, if needed, excavate the space to disagree with one another 
about things that matter deeply. Trusting we can be brought into the essential unity of the ground and spring. In brokenheartedness, may we seek and abide in the peace that comes not from our own strength or virtue, but from the boundless grace and mercy of God, which is never earned, yet always available to us, even when we reject or forget it. When we feel the world is coming apart, may we surrender moment by moment to the steady and relentless love who holds us fast. In the light of this love, may we see the next step. In the light of this love, may we know true healing. Together, in the light of this love, may we find our way home.